What is this? <sighs> it's called early morning. And I'm drinking Murdered Out by Black Rifle Coffee Company. <laughs> and that's what you get when I start recording early instead of late. I'm not a morning person. But this is What the Pat, episode 20. Oh, oh! I'm here with you. Don't worry. Ah, what, what to talk about today? All kinds of things to talk about. Little video site I can talk about. Then too, it's interesting. It's weird. It's bizarre. I got more shark talk. Maybe this could be Shark Week, but it's not. It's just called Shark Talk. This might be shocking, but uh, I saw another documentary. And what can I dig up for tech talk? Hmm. Maybe I could go back to the past or something. No, I don't have a time machine. Fill your mugs, raise them up, let's go. When I thought of recording this early, I'm not even going to tell you the time, because you'll be like, Pat, it's not that early. So you don't need to know the time. Let's just say it's early. And you could go with that. But when I was like, hey, why don't I kick this off and start recording early and get a head start on things? Because sometimes I uh, procrastinate. I'm, I'm pretty good at that, procrastinating. Anyway, I was like, hey, and then uh, as soon as I crack the mic, I'm, I'm tired. I start yawning. I lose train of thought. It is kind of funny how you can lose train of thought once a microphone cracks open. So a little story. Story time with Pat. Back in the day, oh, it was probably, I want to say 95 maybe. Anyway, when I uh, was interning at WRXR, I wanted to be a DJ because I was like, man, that looks like a lot of fun. I could do it. I like to talk. How hard can it be? It's, it's, do you just talk and, and that's it. So finally, after months of being there, they were like, hey, We'll put you on midnight to six. You can talk every now and then. Just keep it short and and all that. And I was excited because I'd done some stuff with the morning show. Um, The morning show incorporated me to do weird things for them sometimes. You know how they do that. You know, it was the big breakfast. So sometimes uh, we would pretend I was doing stuff when I really wasn't. Like we had one thought. They wanted me to wear a mankini for Easter and then have people paint me like an easter egg i i was down for it i thought it'd be funny now that i think back in a mankini yeah that's not gonna happen now and i am surprised i agreed to it then but anyway back to the topic at hand so i don't get sidetracked here once i was given the green light to talk on air because i was doing the 12 to 6 shift at the country station but i was really just running the board playing spots running music because the country station wasn't up yet but then they're like hey you can go ahead and start talking so i remember 12.14 a.m., I wait for the song to end, and I crack the mic, meaning you you get ready to talk. And I think it's one of the few times in life where I went completely blank. I was, I, I, I couldn't talk. I was so, um, I, it was stage fright, but it's funny because nobody's staring at you, but now all of a sudden it starts going through my mind. What do I say? How do I keep these people entertained and everything? 
So I, to me, it seemed like 10 minutes of dead air when really it was probably three seconds. And my basic first few words were, uh, big country, 107.7. And then I turned off the mic and went into something else. So that was my first time on the air by myself. It, it got easier after that. I got some pointers from some of the other DJs and how to do it and everything. And then it just started getting smoother and smoother. But yeah, it's kind of like acting, I would say, in stage production. You're doing great with all the rehearsals. And then when you hit the stage and there's the audience, it's a, it's a different feel because then failure starts going through your brain and some weird stuff. But that's just a quick little story to kick things off. Being episode 20, I wanted to actually get out into the tiny and record the episodes because that's been my goal all along is record out in the tiny. Spring's here. It's warm out. Um, we actually slept in it last night, which was very peaceful. It's it's peaceful sleeping out there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, hit me up. I'll send you an album. I, I built a little tiny cabin that we can relax in, and it's pretty cool. It's mostly made out of recycled materials. And some stuff I had to buy just so I could finish it because time was catching up with me and I couldn't keep up. So instead of looking for more materials, I just bought some. But I didn't meet my goal of going out and recording it because I didn't want to have to take everything apart and take it out there and set up. So here I sit in the living room again with you, my listeners, and my dogs, and my cat. Chickens aren't in here. They're up at the barn. Enough about me dragging my feet and talking about what I could be doing and what I should have been doing. Let's let's talk Captive State, the recent movie I just saw, which has John Goodman in it, Vera Farmiga, also a familiar face, Alan Ruck. I know you can't put the name to the face, but maybe Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Anyway, and Machine Gun Kelly was in it. I thought the dude was a rapper. How is he now an actor? Confusing. He played Tommy Lee in the dirt. Which I haven't seen yet. Yawn. Ah, it's murdered out. It's treating me well. Anyway, Captive State. What did I think of it? I'm going to go with Steven on this. He He's come out with, how did it make you feel? Truthfully, I was really bored. Visually, it looked good. The acting was good. The pace was... Mm. John Goodman, I felt... He got better as it went along. Vera was awesome. As always, Bates Motel, if you haven't seen that, check it out. But overall, the movie, I, I'll go with Jonathan on some of his ratings. Just rate for Redbox or VOD or something. There's no need to rush to the theater on this. It honestly could have been better. It felt like a rehash of District 9, but not as good. And if you haven't seen District 9, check that one out. That didn't leave me bored. I enjoyed it. It's a great flick. What screwed me up a little bit, too, with this movie is a similar movie, which I don't know if it's out yet, has Dennis Quaid in it, which I saw the trailer months ago, of course, before Captive State. The movie's called Kin, and it has a similar tone to it. And then I saw Captive State trailer, and I thought they were the same movie. So if you've seen the trailer for Kin, and then seen the trailer for Captive State, and then forget about Kin... And then you go to Captive State, and you're like, why isn't this scene happening? Because it's not the same movie, (laughs) okay? (laughs) I also have a tendency to blend movies together over the years, so I could be talking to somebody like, Pat, that's two different movies. I know, but wouldn't it be cool if that was one movie? Anyway, Ken, I should go check that one out, see if it's available anywhere, because I don't even think that hit theaters. 
And while we're talking trailers, I had no desire to see Pet Cemetery. I'm like, why do we need this told again, rebooted, whatnot? I thought the original was pretty damn good. First trailer came out, I was like, yeah. Second trailer came out. I was like, wow, I'm actually interested. I may want to see this. So if Cinemia works, then, you know, I'll use that one ticket of my three and go see Pet Cemetery. That trailer made it look a lot more entertaining and scary. I don't like a kid with a scalpel and someone on some stairs. That just leads to bad, bad things. One trailer that got me wanting to see something was The Legend of Cocaine Island, which Netflix is great. They show you a trailer and you're like, oh, it's cool because I could just see it at home if you have Netflix. So, of course, as soon as that, you know, hit Netflix, I was watching it. It was refreshing to see a documentary that was funny, fun, not about (sighs) sad shit. Because mostly that's what I watch, which they're entertaining, but it was was cool to watch this one. Legend of Cocaine Island. It's on Netflix. You got to check it out. If, if, If you like some crazy stories, this is a crazy story. And it's, it's an hour and a half long, so it's not a docu-series. It's pretty much a story of someone found some cocaine, buried it, told some friends about it. They were like, huh, that's a lot of money. Let's go dig it up and sell it. I don't know about you. If I find a bag of cocaine, well, I don't even know how you'd tell the FBI about it without you getting investigated. Certainly, after you unzip it and look in it, you'd be like, shit, my fingerprints and DNA is on this. Cowabunga. Then you wonder what to do. Because that would be downright fucking scary. Plus, then you wonder if someone's watching you and whose cocaine is it. Because, you know, that amount of cocaine could get you killed pretty quick. But the documentary, well done. Theo Love, I've never heard of the guy, but he, he directed it and put it together. Entertaining. Check it out. It's on Netflix right now just take you an hour and 27 minutes of your time. Andy's like, if you knew there was $2 million buried, wouldn't you go get it? Well, Andy, he's one of the guys in the documentary, I would certainly go look for $2 million buried. I would not go look for $2 million in cocaine buried. Just going on the record with that. Cash? Yeah. Drugs? No. I did start Love, Death, Robots. Because Jonathan and Steven on Discord, of course, were talking about it. Steven, I believe, hadn't seen it yet. So Jonathan was kind of talking about it. So I was like, you know, why don't I check it out? I like people who recommend stuff. I would just like to go on record with Love, Death, and Robots after I'm four episodes in. Holy shit. It can be graphic and odd and crazy. So if you're not into some weird shit, you might skip it. There's my disclaimer. Kind of helps you because Netflix is cluttered with a whole bunch of stuff. I saw that it popped up and I was like, I don't know if that's for me. I watched the first episode. It's 17 minutes long. Freaking amazing. It's animated. I don't know if all of them are, but I loved it. So I'll continue to watch them. Thanks for the recommend, guys. Of course, to you two, I recommend the OA. I talked about it before. Season one was incredible. I believe, like I said, it had one of the longest intros before it cut to the opening credit sequence and everything which was entertaining but the whole show itself it's really I don't think you could say it's something you've seen before and season 2 episode 4 
that was fucking awesome. I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to ruin it, but Old Night is cool. That's all I'm going to say. So if you haven't checked out the OA and you have Netflix and you like bizarre shit, check it out. Two seasons, so it makes it easier for you to watch if you haven't started it. Really hate the gaps sometimes in between. Sometimes it's a year and you can forget. Especially with a show like that, it makes it hard. Of course, you could rewatch. I did finish Happen Leonard. It's a decent show. The acting's great. It finally dawned on me what kind of show it is. It's like noir. So it's kind of like those old detective stories you got. And it's weird because seasons two and three lightly touch on the previous season that they had. But there's some things that bother me. Like uh, there was a whole bunch of money in season one. But then after that, it was never talked about. Kind of confusing as far as the show. But three seasons, I I, kind of miss it. It's the filler show like I talked about, so hopefully season four will be coming and see what those two guys are up to. Walking Dead, one more episode left, which I released my show on Sunday, so Sunday would, you know, so Saturday right now, in case you're wondering. So tomorrow night, season finale, last week's episode, holy shit. So to start it off, Game of Thrones, Red Wedding, lots of people know about it even if you haven't watched the show. I think Walking Dead, people could say, oh, they're copying Game of Thrones. But this scene was taken from the comics, but different people were put on those spikes. That's, yeah, ten heads on spikes. I have really enjoyed this season much more than the last few. It's really picked it up. It's it's gained traction again. It's not really getting as many followers as it had, but, you know, considering you've had some shit seasons, this season is starting to gain, gain traction again and pick it back up. Even Andrew Lincoln was like, man, I think I quit too soon. But that's all I'll talk about Andrew Lincoln, because I believe he was more just excited seeing how good the show was. And I don't want to give any spoilers away. But it's been a week, so I could talk about this. Ten fucking heads on a spike, and they're moving, because, well, they're zombies. That's what they do, reanimate. I loved it, and I look forward to the season finale. And on my list to catch, The Highwaymen. That's also on Netflix. Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner. It's about two U.S. Marshals going after Bonnie and Clyde. And there you go. (laughs) That's pretty much the story. Uh, I haven't checked any reviews on this yet or anything, but it looks like a lot of fun, and I'll check that out. It's on my list. Oh, what goes with TV? (gasps) Coffee. This week, in my mug, cup, whatever you want to call it, this thing that you can't see. It's my Valhalla Java Odin Force Blend mug. 16 ounces. This one, this one's, I got a bigger one, but this is, this is when I don't feel like getting up a lot. Hopefully Death Wish doesn't mind me putting Black Rifle Coffee in their mugs. I think it's my choice. Anyway, Black Rifle Coffee Company, this week I'm drinking Murdered Out. It is dark, it is flavorful, and it smells good. So that one's on their site. You can check that out, which is blackriflecoffee.com. You can even set up orders, subscriptions. That's what I was looking for. See, told you it's early. No, I'm not telling you what time it is. Time doesn't matter anyway. 
I don't really have any tech talk this week. It's more me thinking about something that I'd like to get because the headphones I currently have work for certain situations. But being that I have no headphone jack, and secondly, I hate freaking wires coming out of my phone to plug into my ears. I have Zolo Plus headphones. Uh, they're made by Anchor, and I believe Anchor now goes under Soundcore as far as their audio stuff. These are amazing headphones. They're true wireless Bluetooth earbuds. But the only part that I don't like is they're not quick in and out because you know they seal your ear canal and everything. I really like the fit of Apple's earbuds. They fit nice, and I've never gotten the AirPods because they won't seal off sound. And I'm not really a big Apple fan. Mac makes some great stuff. It's durable. You know, they've been around. Funny thing is Microsoft helped bail them out and get them back on track. Anyway, I'm looking at some AirBuds pods. <laughs> AirBuds. AirBud. That's a movie. I'm looking at AirPods because I want something quick and easy just to pop in pop out. Whereas the Zolo Plus, not as easy. And then I can kind of hear some sound around me. So the Zolo Plus is great for snow blowing, mowing the lawn, working the chainsaw, which is cool because... People wear earplugs, so those are kind of like earplugs and stuff. But I think AirPods might be on my list to check out. I don't know about the AirPods 2. Maybe the AirPods 1 will be cheaper. But if you use them or know anybody, I'm curious, you know, thoughts. Especially use them with Android. I know Tolly has a pair. And I have a little bit of a headphone addiction. I got a pair of sweet Marshall over-the-ear. Not totally. Well, more on-the-air. Uh, Bluetooth headphones that the battery life on these is incredible. I let them sit for like a month once and turned them on and it was still working. And then I picked up because Amazon had a deal these Taytronics over the ear Bluetooth headphones with noise cancellation because just for different application stuff. But those are, de- those are decent. They're pretty inexpensive. Enough tech talk. Remember the days of YouTube when it was random videos from people? It wasn't commercials and trailers and and all that. It was just people and their videos. Well, (laughs) I found this website called defaultfile.name. It brings up a video of stuff like that from YouTube. It basically searches for videos that aren't edited and that's the file name of it. Default. Or default file name. Whatever. And there's some... (laughs) There's some weird videos that pop up in there. It's it's You can get addicted. I watched a few, but I thought you'd check that out. It's interesting, which I'm sure you could probably just search YouTube for a default file name. But I'll put the link in the show notes. You could check that out. And this video came across in my news feed, and I, I bit, no pun intended, surfers and lifeguards rescue a baby great white shark in South Africa. How, how could you not click on that to see what's going on? It's a pretty cool video. You get to see a lot. There's a baby great white shark. I, I'm guessing it's probably six foot in length, at least. I mean, it's it's good size, even though it's a baby. This shark, swallow you whole. And, you know, it has teeth. But it's being smacked up against the rocks towards the shoreline because I think the waves are too much and it can't get back out to, you know, to see. So it shows their rescue attempts and everything. And it's pretty cool seeing a bunch of people Come together, save this great white shark, and get it back out in the ocean. 
Because some of the thoughts going through my head, which I would jump in and try and save it, but (laughs) it's kind of like trying to rescue a porcupine. You got to think about what you're doing. Because that baby great white, it's got some teeth. Link to that will be in the show notes. Also, Rosie's requiring a little bit more money, but they're still proceeding. I, I'm impressed. This, this, it, they're going to put her on display for free, and they're putting a lot of money in preserving this shark. If you haven't checked their Facebook page out, uh, Crystal World, I believe is the name of it, they have some amazing crystals. I haven't seen such a collection of rocks and crystals before. Might be hard to order online, but that shit's heavy. Still cool, though. And thank you to them for rescuing Rosie, a dying, preserved shark that was dead. It's cool to me. Let's kick off history hour. Well, minute, or a few minutes. Little something from my great-grandfather, with me reading it. Enjoy. Seattle, Washington, May 8th, 1939. Editor, The P.I. Enclosed letters for publication if you see fit. Under no circumstances, though, do I want my name printed. I got a brick through the front window once for my Americanism. E.J. Stull. Editor, The Post-Intelligencer. The present tendency of our government to interfere in the domestic affairs of Europe is to be regretted. Unless we stop them, our politicians will meddle and muddle along with arms of embargoes or economic sanctions or mutual assistance packs until they involve us in disaster. Better for us to stand clear of the snarling curs of Europe lest we be bitten. And we must not hearken to the insidious propaganda of lying foreign emissaries who try to entice us into their political way of life who seek to involve us in their quarrels, who want us to fight their battle. Are we so forgetful of the past, so ready to forgive these defaulters of honorable debts, these repudiators of agreements, these mockers of justice, usurpers of the inalienable rights of man, these squealers of mercy and distress, and pitiless monsters in power? Our fathers, when they founded our country, declared that it must forever be an oasis in the desert of tyranny, the one land free to the oppressed, Let us keep it so. We all should remember the unchanging reputation of the people of that contable peninsula of Asia, miscalled in vanity the continent of Europe. It always has been a semi-civilized hotbed of intrigue, treachery, throat-slitting misery, oppression, and physical and mental slavery. Its history has been one long road of suspicion nurtured by the petty and jealous chieftains who rule the tribes there. They carefully foster clannishness and hatred in order to keep their jobs as rulers. It makes one sick to contemplate their duplicity. Our long security has induced in us certain apathy. We think it can't happen here. To awaken our perceptions, to arouse our sleeping senses to the vital danger to our liberty, every man and woman should read the amazing revelations of General Krivalsky, beginning in the Saturday Evening Post, April 15th. That expose is an example of life in most countries of Europe. All those nations are tarred with the same stick. Involvement of our country in the mongrel squabbles would quickly and surely promote the same deplorable conditions here. We don't want our country to become a twilight land of oppression such as Europe, a cradle of iniquity where each new generation is suckled on bottles of human blood. Beware of those apostles of chaos, disciples of destruction, who seek to inveigle us to bed with wolves and serpents. Beware of a land where one doesn't and dare think contrary thoughts, lest the terror knock on the door at night. There is no need of hatred between those petty nations. 
Our own fortless borders prove that neighboring countries can live in friendship and mutual helpfulness. The great Jefferson said, Our first and fundamental maxim should be never to entangle ourselves in the broils of Europe. Our second, never to suffer Europe to meddle with affairs in the two Americas. That is true today, as it was yesterday, and it will be tomorrow. E.J. Stull. Read by Patrick Danforth. Cool as always. If you want to just listen to those stories, letters, and reports and whatnot, you can just go to that podcast. You don't have to listen to my whole podcast. But I appreciate you being here listening to my whole podcast. And that podcast can be found on all platforms. It's called Captain Jack Stall. And of course, if you want to reach out to me, whatthepat.com, whatthepatpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook at whatthepatpodcast. I was on Instagram, but well, uh, fuck you, Instagram. Thanks for deleting my account and not telling me. Then thanks for having customer support to help me get it back. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to set that back up again because, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll try. But right now, a little pissed off. Kind of fucking sucks. It's kind of bullshit. How about a little support and answer a question? Where the fuck did my account go? And there's my rant. It was That was a micro rant. Hashtag micro rant. And uh, last day of March? Yes. Of course, if you're listening, it's whatever day it is for you. But it's Sunday, March 31st. And it's snowing. <laughs> Woke up to snow. It's still snowing right now. It's not really sticking, but you know. That's how the end of March goes. Looking forward to the 1st of April. Woo! Of course, this means we're that much closer to Avengers Endgame, which looks like it's gonna be freaking phenomenal. Three hours and, what, two minutes? Three minutes? Which, you know, five of that's probably credits or end credit info we'll get. Then we'll move on to the next phase. So, I... I am hoping this movie knocks the shit out of some movies. I hope it just... Takes in a lot of money and, and just keeps rolling because this would be number 22. How exciting is that? I can't believe 22 movies in. A couple have been, eh. Some have been, yeah. This is going to be motherfuck yeah. That's my prediction. It's my rating. But of course, I'll talk about it when I see it because I'm not seeing it right now because it ain't out yet. Dumbo's on my list. I, I want to see that. That looks good. What else? Us. If I can get into the theater because as the weather warms up it gets busier and busier and uh yeah i think that's about it i'm gonna roll on out of here and uh kick off my week what my week no i don't even have any idea what i'm saying i'm gonna leave you peeps thanks for listening and if you uh got anything you want to share with me hit me up peace Rest in 